0: Looking to stand out from the pack at your first job? When you earn a master's in management from Georgetown, you'll gain the skills employers value most, elevating your career prospects for
1: years to come. Get started at choosegeorgetown.com MIM. Welcome to the Smart Driving Cars podcast. Glad you're along for the ride. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with the faculty chair of Autonomous Vehicle Engineering at Princeton University, Alan Kornhauser. Good evening, Alan. Hi, Fred. It's been a snowy, messy day here in the east, but uh, we're all safe and sound now, and we'll get right into it here. Ford has been making some headlines at a meeting with investors and some journalists in Miami uh, saying that it will launch a self-driving car service in multiple cities in 2021.
0: Well, I think that that's that's, uh, that's nice that Ford is out there being aggressive. They've done a certain amount of of investment uh, in this area, and they're uh, doing some some uh, demonstrations and some tests. And uh, so um, uh, they're welcome, and uh, it's nice that they're in there um, uh, trying to compete. Uh, it's uh, 2021 is. Uh, is in the future but uh but at least it's uh, somewhat uh near future.
1: Well, that's when they're talking about having this uh, commercial service. Uh they did take some journalists for a ride in self-driving vehicles with safety drivers on board we should add and, and showed how their technology was able to do things like avoiding double parked cars, pedestrians and and bicyclists. And I guess some journalists who were out there uh, were pretty impressed with what they saw.
0: Yeah, you well, know, I think that's all very good, and, and certainly they should be doing it with uh, with attendance on board. I mean, it it really doesn't prove anything uh, to do it without attendance on board. What they need to do is is get themselves up to a level of confidence uh, with the technology that they can actually uh, deploy it uh with uh, Without attendance on board because um, otherwise it's not a business uh it's uh, you know it's a research project or it's <clears throat> a demonstration but um, it, it can't scale and it can't uh, really provide uh any societal benefit uh, or the 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 uh, amount of societal benefit that that it could if it was a real business doing it without attendance.
1: You know, and they're saying they're investing something like four billion dollars over the course of about five years, and they expect this whole thing to be profitable. Uh, I don't know if they mean from the get-go, but uh, they're they're looking at this as uh, the ride-sharing service as as being a money maker for them. Obviously, there's going to be plenty of competition.
0: Well. Uh... Uh, There's competition, and and it's good that they see this as a uh, profitable, potentially profitable operation, uh, as opposed to it being like mass transit is today, uh, being something that is subsidized and needing public support. Uh, So that's that's all good, and um, and God bless them. Uh, One, if they provide a, a valuable service. Uh, people should be willing to pay for it, and uh, they deserve a profit. So, um, uh, and, and of course, uh, many of us uh, believe that in fact, uh, mobility is valuable, and that people are willing to pay for it, and uh, and therefore gives people an op- uh, an opportunity to make money. Uh, Ford has been making money selling cars, providing mobility through the sale of cars. Uh, there's no reason why they can't provide. Uh, mobility and make money without selling cars, but just providing the mobility as a service. Uh, so God bless
1: them. Well, part of their message seemed to be with uh, with what they've been doing in Miami over the last two days, that uh, they're, they're farther along than a lot of people give them credit for, is what their message seems to be. Is that how you're seeing it?
0: Well, that's how I'm seeing it. Also, they they did some su- substantial investments over the past few years, and they certainly have had teams of people working on the, the technology to be uh, able to perform um, uh, driverlessly. And so, um, it's good that and there's no reason for them to be out there um, telling anybody anything else up to this point. Uh, but now that they're uh, really uh, doing some demonstrations with the uh, with Walmart and a few other folks, um, and uh, and seriously doing it to provide mobility in, in Miami, um, uh, it's good that they're out there at least counting um, what the, they've accomplished to date.
1: Yeah, and that uh, thing with Walmart—they're uh, talking about uh, starting up a, a self-driving grocery delivery pilot.
0: Uh, yes, and I, I think that's that's good also. Again, if you can provide uh, the mobility. Uh, without attendant and driverlessly uh, then it's not only people that need to be moved but it's also goods and um, and of course uh, why not do it uh, with a good partner like walmart Um, walmart is certainly trying to uh, go in there and compete with amazon in terms of uh, the delivery of of goods uh, to people's homes and so um, i think it's a great partner for them to have
1: and since you mentioned uh, Amazon will, will bring up, uh, you had been hoping to to lure the, that uh, HQ2 into New Jersey, but Amazon has picked uh, Northern Virginia and Long Island City I- in New York, kind of splitting the HQ2. But uh, I guess you're hoping some of the technology that, that, that we focus on is going to come into play with, with what they're doing wherever.
0: Right, and, and I think uh, I think their choice of Long Island city is a, is, a, is a wise one. It would have been nice if it would have been on this side of the river as opposed to that side of the river. Uh, but again, uh, you know there's an enormous market for them uh, within the, the northeast, and, uh, and having a position in the northeast uh, uh, in Queens uh, is an excellent place. Uh, it's good that they didn't pick Manhattan um, because, uh, my goodness, there's enough there. Uh, but, in fact, uh, doing Queens, uh, they can probably provide a great deal of value to uh, to the people that live there as well as uh, providing opportunities for many in the Northeast. Uh, so, um, uh, welcome to the New York metropolitan area. Uh, great that you picked us. Um, Crystal City, uh, well, I don't know. I I guess because the Washington Post is there and uh, Jeff Bezos is uh, maybe there some of the time. Uh, But uh, why go in and compete with a bunch of Beltway Bandits for people and so on? I don't know. But uh, anyway, um, I guess uh, Crystal City welcomes them, too.
1: Well, Waymo, in the meantime, will reportedly launch its paid driverless service. Early next month in Arizona, uh, it will operate, according to Bloomberg, under a new name, uh, competing with Uber and Lyft. And Alan, you raised some questions in your latest newsletter.
0: Well, I just, I just want to see them do it. I, you know, I, we've heard the gunners for a long time. Uh, when, when are we going to hear the doers? and, in fact, them being out there. But it has been their schedule to do it by the end of the year, and they are still on schedule. And uh, I guess because uh, there's this in the media, it must mean that uh, at least there's some information being leaked um, out of um, out of Waymo that, in fact, they are doing it, and uh, and they will do it. So, um, you know, this isn't just accidental. Um, uh, I think uh, I'm sure it's part of uh, the whole... Plan uh, to start the service, and uh, and that's great. Um, I think that uh, one of the the issues is is going to be at least early on. It's going to be driverless, but I'm I'm almost certain it will be driverless with an attendant, uh, and that's fine in the beginning. um, But uh, but the real hurdle in terms of making this into a business. Uh, that scales and really does begin to deliver the, the benefits to society that it has the opportunity to deliver, it, it has to get to attendant, attendant lists. So it not only driver lists, but no attendance. And, um, and, I, and, and it probably will be with attendance in the beginning, and it probably should be until we all get very comfortable with it. And the all includes not only the, the people that are using it, uh, but the people who live in the communities through which these vehicles uh, will operate, and, and also uh, the public sector in terms of uh,
1: various uh, elected
0: officials, uh, uh, but at some point um, uh, we'll all uh, be comfortable. With the fact that, oh my goodness, we really don't need an elevator operator in the elevator. It's just fine and dandy. Uh, we can get in and ride it uh, without an operator, and uh, and that's a process. And uh, the the process uh, uh, is evolving, and uh, they are about to take another major step uh, along that process. But we, uh, I doubt that that. Uh, that we'll see this year, attendantless, a driverless uh, operation. In other words, the real business case, uh, where in fact um, uh, the the uh, the affordability of the ride and the quality of the ride and, and everything else is so great that in fact it, it can really uh, provide um, all the all the benefits that many of us believe that in fact it can provide. Uh, but again, a uh, uh, major step, um, uh, they'll be first to do it, um, and uh, by that uh, fact, uh, they are absolutely the leader.
1: Right, and uh, of course, I think it's more than a leak that they're going to be doing it this year. John Krafcik, the CEO, is, has been pretty out front saying it's going to happen this year.
0: And he, he has been saying it, and as I said, they are on schedule, Okay. So oh, uh, we're waiting with David Brett
1: here. He's also quoted, John Craftick has quoted uh, elsewhere as saying, autonomous vehicles won't ever be able to drive in all conditions. And your your response in the newsletter is sort of like, well, nothing can drive in all conditions. Well, I
0: mean, I mean, come on. I mean, you know, uh, all conditions, people can't drive in Jersey right now. You know, i <laughs> I, um, my house is a mile away and it took me a half hour to get home uh, my wife works uh, an hour, uh, a mile and a half away it took her 50 minutes uh, so come on and, and this is three inches of snow alright so we can't drive in all places It's is silly this all business uh, it doesn't have to do all it shouldn't be required to do all One one shouldn't even have the objective to do all um, uh, let's do, uh, let's do 80%, 90% and provide a great deal of benefit out there. And then every once in a while, we'll just stay home. Okay. What's the big deal?
1: Well, Uber has come out with a safety report to NHTSA as it plans to bring its uh, testing program back. I think in the, in the Pittsburgh area thoughts about what you've read, Alan.
0: Well, I, I, I was, uh, it, the Uber report is very extensive, and they really do provide a great deal of detail in terms of of their approach and what they're doing, and and I I applaud them for doing that. I think you know um, um, it really uh, it really is excellent. Um, what they what they don't do, unfortunately, is is and maybe they they don't need to, but they really don't. Don't emphasize the fact that they've learned a great deal from their once setback that they had in Arizona, and in fact that that has caused them to substantially uh, change their culture and therefore uh, one has uh, they have gained enormous uh, benefit and value out of that tragedy. So the tragedy has not has not been uh, for naught. And that, and that, in fact, um, uh, they do realize that. Uh, my goodness, they, they talk a great deal about uh, uh, their um, operational domain, and that in fact they aren't going to operate these vehicles uh, in in a domain where things such as the automated emergency braking system uh, doesn't work or is or is turned off. Um, that's a, a major lesson. That, that That I'm sure that they learned or hopefully that they learned uh, out of the tragedy in Arizona, and uh, they're going to work as hard as they can uh, to not repeat that history, uh, but they 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 don't uh, mention that in the report, and I, you know I guess they don't really have to as long as they've learned the lesson. Uh, what's important is that moving forward, um, as, as other unfortunate lessons may be learned, I hope they also have a culture to to, uh, to share that with the industry, and that the rest of the industry also has the same culture, so that everybody can benefit uh, from uh, from uh, the unfortunate uh, um, uh, errors that we may have. Simply because we don't know what we don't know, uh, and um, and there's still going to be uh, an enormous amount of learning uh, that we we really can't do without actually doing. And so, um, and so I hope the whole industry uh, sort of uh, uh, in terms of their safety programs really has it that that it's out there and they'll cooperate when it comes to safety, as opposed to compete when it comes for safety uh everybody it's in everybody's best interest uh to have these things be safe everybody will benefit from it being safe and everybody really um uh, takes it on the chin if if even one person falls down uh in the safety area so it's uh, it's really uh, all for one and one for all in, in dealing with safety. Uh, but uh, again, to to uh, to praise them, I think they uh, they put out an, an excellent report.
1: And of course, uh, with an expected IPO on the way, uh, there'll be even more pressure to bear on them to to do things right. I, I assume not that it should take that.
0: Well, of course, I mean they can't trip again, okay? Uh, because uh, that's I mean, it's already affected their their IPL. It would affect it even more, and um, and uh, probably kill it. Uh, but uh, but uh, again, this was not a, um, um, let's say a public relations document that was put out there. This actually uh, had some substance in it, and again, uh, I um, I applaud them for that.
1: Forbes has a report out headlined. Self-driving cars may kill that old real estate mantra of location, location, location. And you had some comments about that.
0: Well, you know, maybe. But again, uh, one has to know what a self-driving car is. If it's my definition of self-driving car, uh, then in fact, uh, you know, uh, it's going to allow people to... uh, to uh, live wherever they are, farther away, and of course, then, uh, you know, location, I don't know what it does to location, but it certainly uh, doesn't, um, doesn't improve uh, congestion or, or, or utilization of energy or or um, uh, pollution or the environment, uh, but the driverless entity, um, uh, not so sure. Uh, because, uh, in fact, uh, then, uh, locations, um, that are, that are tied together might in fact, uh, be better served by driverless. And again, uh, you know, location will be important. Uh, so, um, uh, maybe, but, uh, but, uh, we don't know yet.
1: Well, there's also in the half-baked stuff section of your newsletter this week, uh, a headline that says Waymo, GM to deploy self-driving cars with or without Congress.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, um, in a sense, uh, th- that whole discussion of uh, where the Washington sits with respect to all of this is uh, is I, I well, I guess you know, some people in in Washington have to write something. Um, uh, Washington and and public sector is way behind um, the companies on all of this, and in some sense, um, uh, doing regulation at this point with respect to these industries is, is not, the, not the correct thing to do at this particular time. One doesn't know what to regulate or how to regulate. We're way, way too early for regulation. Uh, we have so much more to uh, to learn and so much more to to appreciate or or uh or the subtleties uh, to understand uh to start in there with uh regulatory swashbuckling out there uh trying to uh have Washington lead uh Washington can't lead on this uh, the cats out of the bag Uh, The private sector sees this as an enormous opportunity uh, to provide benefit and mobility that the public sector has been completely unable to to provide and uh, to do it in in an affordable way uh, and make money off of it. And so they should be given the opportunity uh, to do that. That said, because this is a business uh, decision now, Uh, As opposed to a societal decision, Wall Street is acting as a regulator. And uh, and as the regulator on this, uh, Wall Street wants performance, and the performance that they fully realize has to be a performance in which uh, the safety element of all this, which is the key public sector responsibility here, is, is something that is paramount. Uh, because uh, Wall Street well knows uh, that uh, uh, that if uh, uh, safety is not uh, is compromised in any way, that in fact uh, the industry will 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 die at the vine; that, that they'll never get off the ground. And so, especially in the beginning, uh, the entity that's that's actually uh, best prepared uh, to provide. Uh, some sensibilities and regulation uh, over the emerging technology. In fact, Wall Street Street is doing it. Once it gets out there, and and we know a lot more, then maybe the public sector can go in there and and basically um, provide the the regulatory oversight. Uh, But um, again, um, uh, I think that uh, uh, Washington uh, should sit there and maybe threaten a little bit Uh, But just sit back and watch and learn.
1: Interesting. In a a sense, maybe they they stumbled into doing what might be the right thing here.
0: (laughs) Uh, I think hopefully and I hope and and maybe we deserve to give them some credit. that in fact, you know, they understand this very well and they're actually doing it. And it's the people that are writing about it that are sitting there trying to figure out something to write. Uh, But uh, and and I I really I believe that that's that's really true, that this. At least the people that I know in Washington, they do understand this, and they do know that, that in fact, um, um, uh, that that what I just described exists, and and they're just as happy uh, letting, uh, letting the industry uh, move forward, but they're sitting there watching, and not much damage can be done anyway, since we are so at the beginning. As I've said several times, you know, if we compare this to the evolution from the from the uh, horse to, to, the automobile, um, you know, and we take the beginning of the automobile to be the, uh, the Benz patent in, uh, in January 31st, uh, 1886. Uh, we are, we're still uh, not uh, in the, uh, in the uh, 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 20th century that yet. Uh, you know, we're probably sitting at, uh, in 1895, uh, 96, 97, in our evolution of this technology, uh, Henry Ford uh, hasn't hasn't appeared yet on the scene. And and you know uh, and think if in in 1900, you know Washington was saying, oh, we have to regulate, and all these articles would appear about about whether or not we're regulating or not regulating this stuff. It'd be, you know, completely silly. So um, anyway, that's that's sort of my perspective on the whole thing.
1: And that should wrap us up for this edition. You can find us at smartdrivingcar.com, now on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spreaker, and more. Ask your smart speaker to play us too. You can find my tech reports at textonation.com, I'm Fred Fishkin, along with Alan Kornhauser. Thanks for listening.